Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from the perspectives of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, the impeachment, which goes back to the Ukraine scandal. If you haven't been following it, I'm sure you're wondering what's going on. But it seems to me, to quote Putin, that all the underlying theories about the impeachment are like shearing a pig. A lot of squealing, not a lot of wool. It's all about if there was a quid pro quo between Trump and Zelensky when Trump called the president of Ukraine and said, oh, about that aid, why don't you investigate Biden first? Whatever. There is a transcript. You can infer what you like from it. It doesn't seem to have a lot of meat on the bones, even if the worst interpretation is true. There's no, there's just not much to that. And in my opinion, after looking into this and peeling layer after layer of the onion, I feel like regardless of who's running for president, we should be investigating. We should be insisting on investigating this stuff. It's And even the Democrats supposedly were pressuring Ukraine to investigate corruption. I think they were doing it in their own interests. And it's so bad. I've dug so deep on this that I now think there's a possibility that Biden saw this coming and is running just to make it look like a political witch hunt. Because if Biden weren't running and Trump had said that, we'd have a problem. Yeah. So if, if somebody's really right, so, so if somebody's really investigating this and Biden isn't running, what where does Biden hide? Yeah, I think Biden could have possibly made a deal to do whatever it is he's doing in order to get the stuff with his son and Breezma swept under the rug. Yeah, and and what I'm finding out is that the magnitude of the dollars we're talking about is so insane. I knew from the start, like Hunter's salary of even if it's fifty thousand dollars a month, which is ridiculous. It's you know what <laughs> yeah, the is. average American makes in a year, but <laughs> for doing nothing, I'm sure. Uh but the so I started digging into this this uh the Burisma thing. And I said, Oh, they probably just want the assets from Burisma, which is why they wanted the prosecutor to go after Slochevsky, who was the founder. And then on the show yesterday on WSB, I started talking about the fact that like Zlochevsky may not still be the owner that he might even just be a face job and the real ultimate owner hidden under layers and layers of corporate structure all the way to an address that Burisma shares with his offices in Cyprus is this oligarch Kolomoisky. Kolomoisky, I didn't even know yesterday on WSB all the stuff I I put together now. I think I had some of the pieces, but I didn't really understand it. And I'm still piecing it together, but I will give you some of the pieces. First of all, okay, so there's an FBI investigation underway against Kolomoisky that was started in April 2019. In May, there was a civil suit filed against Kolomoisky in Delaware. I'm going to talk about those two things, but I think this civil suit, they saw this civil suit coming down, and it may actually have been, it's a private civil suit, even though it's all about crimes, and it may even have been by another oligarch. Let me just tick off these, like, mind vitamin, brain bomb bullets I've got here. First of all, 
my original thought that these guys, and I would love for somebody to, to really investigate this as time. Maybe. Yeah. There's, this would be a job for Corbett. <laughs> James <laughs> Corbett's such a great researcher. So that these anti-corruption entities, think tanks or organizations that are like public, private, non-governmental organizations are actually there to attack corrupt oligarchs or politicians who have a lot of money and, and take that money away without really having to answer for it. And I found a quote by Kolomoisky, which I thought was really interesting. He says, uh, Zelensky, who was his guy, a guy he created in a TV show called Servants of the People, where Zelensky was this innocent school teacher whose YouTube went, video went viral and propelled him to the presidency. Now Zelensky in the Ukraine is actual president, and his party is called Servant of the People after the TV show. I mean, it does not get, <laughs> it gets so crazy. So Kolomoisky says, says about Zelensky, he says this, it was quoted in a Financial Times article in July, but Zelensky won in April. Kolomoisky says, Zelensky won't listen to the West's advice, get this, about whom to jail, whom to rob, and whom to expropriate from. So Kolomoisky put his finger on exactly what I was trying to understand or thought I was seeing. But there's more to it. The, uh, the, okay. What I think, what I think is with these guys. So, all right. So there's this FBI investigation. I think the FBI probably had to start an investigation because they knew this civil suit was coming. Like this kind of thing takes a lot of time to prepare for, to file on May 21st, 2019, a civil suit in Delaware. And so I think other oligarchs, there was other oligarchs involved in Kolomoisky's business before anyway. And I feel like these oligarchs are like pirates to the new world order that you've got 3d chess. You've got these guys not on the chessboard, but just pelting little pebbles to knock people off, you know, to collect pawns. But but they're so they're worth so much. The magnitude of what this suit is talking about, I had to look up repeatedly till I finally found the suit because I, I thought they kept making a typo. This guy, these guys, Kolomoisky and his partner, are being sued for uh laundering four hundred and seventy billion dollars. Four hundred and seventy billion dollars, a half a trillion dollars. It's, I know, it's like, how is that even possible? Because even the IMF loan that I, that I've, I read repeatedly kind of got funneled into the Kolomoisky's bank. This is through the, his private bank was where this money was laundered. It was only 1.8 billion of IMF loans that ended up in his Cypriot bank accounts. But this is $470 billion worth of money funneled through this private bank and into U.S. real estate to the point where these guys are the largest commercial real estate owners in Cleveland. And, and that kind of money will actually impact the market. Like if, you, if, you're willing, if you're laundering money, you'll take a 25%, 50% hit. You'll pay double what something's worth to get half of the money back. So, to, so no doubt they would overpay, like just to accumulate this stuff. It, that can really impact. 
so the magnitude of this is so phenomenal that I feel like as people saw this civil suit coming down, they started scrambling. So I feel like that could be why the FBI uh, started a, a lawsuit. But I just saw today a couple of articles, one in the in the Washington Post, referring to an interview that was totally un published in Ukrainian by Kolomoisky in May that said, oh, a couple of Giuliani's lackeys came, Fruman and Parnas came to visit me in Israel and asked me to set up a meeting with Zelensky, but I told them no way, and that there would be a big scandal in the U.S. because of you and your clownish behavior, something like that. So Kolomoisky is setting up for this to look like this lawsuit, all the stuff that's coming down against him is retaliation for his not playing ball with Giuliani. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think this stuff was all set in motion in like April. Yeah. Or May because of this crazy civil suit. All of this I think is coming down. I know it's complicated. Uh, I probably tweeted these articles. I'm like so overwhelmed. Some of them are behind paywalls, so I have to like save it to whatever. Anyway, um, just uh, uh, so like when you're thinking about the 3D chess, I really think that like thinking of these guys as pirates. There's one thing about Kolomoisky, which was a crazy quote. He has reportedly unnerved visitors to private groups Dnipro offices by periodically pushing a button to release crab meat uh, into an enormous shark tank Bond villain style. What? Yes. So this guy, and and that's his reputation. Like he's taken over companies at with bats. He's supposedly ordered beheadings. Like this guy is nuts. And in this civil suit, there were three, three. They sound like they're also Israeli by their names. Businessmen in Miami who are also part of his like real estate laundering thing, according to this suit. And I wonder if Epstein knew these these guys to the extent Epstein's associated with the Mossad. And you have, I mean, so who knows if Epstein, you know, that Epstein scandal, which really started emerging over the summer and ended in Epstein's death. Who knows where hit where the the paths lead? I mean, this is. This is quoted in the by Anders Asland of the Atlantic Council, which is a total insider organization. So this is the if it's true, it's the biggest case of money laundering in history. In history. And he keeps emphasizing this meme. This is all to show why we can't have any anonymous asset ownership in the US that should be illegal to own things anonymously, which is first of all, obviously serves the powers that be, but second of all, is so beside the point. I mean these are guys who benefited from Biden and Kerry's activities in Ukraine. And I don't know to the extent he is completely rogue that these guys, because him and Zelensky for sure uh, have, don't seem to be in lockstep with the anti-Russian thing that people are going for in Ukraine. And it's quite possible. I mean, I don't know where the money and the payola start and the geopolitics ends or what but it is possible that these guys were trying to rope Kolomoisky in by by facilitating his business so that he goes to the side of the west which it looks like he did but I don't know if he can be relied on as an ally in that way 
So I think there is just a, I think we're going to hear more from Kolomoisky, which I expected and mentioned yesterday on WSB. I didn't expect to see it today in the Washington Post. Maybe it was, you know, maybe I was being fed this stuff somehow, but for sure, what to watch out for. That's a lot of money to try and launder. Four hundred and seventy trillion. I don't. Where would it even come from? Like, where would it even? It, it was half the GDP of Cyprus was going through Cypriotic accounts. I mean, and and think about it. it ha, they all have commodities. They all have gas, oil, steel. All these Ukrainian oligarchs who have some connections, like Kolomoisky, I believe, got it started in Moscow. It's all money and energy. And, you know, the third leg of the military-industrial complex is defense. I wouldn't be surprised if some of it gets there. But it seems to me this is all finance, energy, commodities. And I guess at that level, they're so resource-rich maybe in that region that it can result in that kind of money. You can't exactly open up a car wash and launder money like that. I was thinking of Breaking Bad. That's so funny. Like, I just thought, yeah, you, like, want to make losses on your stuff. You want to overpay. It could really... You know, if everybody was opening a car wash, car washes would get ridiculously expensive. Yeah. You know, and you wouldn't be able to buy one if that's what you really wanted. Yeah. There's a story going on right now about how Lindsey Graham does not rule out the possibility of Trump impeachment if new evidence emerges. So he Fair was, enough. <laughs> I, exactly. He was asked the question, are you open-minded if more comes out that you could support impeachment. He said, sure. I mean, show me something that's a crime. And this gets presented as the Republican support of Trump is cracking. Lindsey Graham says he's open to impeachment. Shouldn't everybody be open to new evidence? But maybe they're trying to start like a domino effect because they, they, they need Republicans. They, the, ha- they have to have Republicans or it's not going to go anywhere. He was the second person that they did this with. The first one was the uh, House member from Florida who said he's not going to run for reelection. His name slips my mind right now. But yeah, on Friday, he was asked a similar question and he did not say, yeah, I'm definitely going to impeach. He was kind of like, well, yeah, I'm going to wait and see the facts. And right. if the facts are there and they're like, oh, my gosh, support <laughs> is cracking. But the facts, I mean, I want an investigation of Biden. Right. As an American citizen who will not vote for Trump or any any of the two-party candidates probably in my lifetime. Yeah. I want an investigation of Biden and Kerry and the IMF and Jeffrey Pyatt and Victoria Newland. I want that investigation. Well, I'm afraid you're going to have to keep investigating it yourself, and we'll have to keep investigating it ourselves to get it. Well, maybe if Pierre Delecto came out soliciting, maybe if he advocated for it, maybe if he tweeted. Oh, Mitt Romney? (laughs) What kind of a crazy story is this? Mitt Romney has an alter ego, Pierre Delecto, which sounds like a French porn star, if you ask me. And he follows his his own children. Yes, exactly. He follows his own children with this Twitter account. Yeah. What a, it's such a bizarre, it's so, it's such a, I don't know, does it rise to the level of deep fake? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> it's definitely a troll. It shouldn't be on yeah. Twitter. It should be kicked maybe, off. Maybe he works for New Knowledge. Possibly. I think he was going around. 
like defending people who were attacking Romney with his own fake account. Oh, yes, that was his thing. He was an anti-troll troll. <laughs> so spe- <laughs> speaking of deep fakes, there was a story in uh, CNBC today with the headline, Fake Videos Could Be the Next Big Problem in the 2020 Elections. And they talk about how 2016 already had fake news problem, and we're, gonna, we're definitely going to have a deep fake problem. And it's going to be even bigger in 2020, and it's probably going to come from Russia. And what states have done to combat that is states like California and Texas have enacted laws to make deepfakes illegal when they're used to interfere with elections, with one of the laws allowing for potentially up to five years in prison. This is a law in California, which brings up the question about what gets interpreted yeah, As when are they allowed and when are they not? When are they allowed? Right, that's why they have it focused on. on I mean, aren't they basically entertainment? Yeah, like uh, I guess like you it's would, a parody. Yeah, satire, and I think you could probably classify like the Robert De Niro movie where he plays someone forty years younger because of the digital stuff. That might be considered a deep fake. Well, but with your consent, I don't. If it's your own image, I would have to. That's true. Say that that would be because you can't sue yourself for defamation. But it does seem like if they were saying whistleblower laws, defamation covers it. We don't need an extra law for that. Defamation would cover it. You don't need an extra law for that. Yeah. But they can make it a crime instead of a tort, like yeah. if you go to jail for it instead of just have to pay damages. And I think that's where the focus – I think that's a place to focus on is who gets prosecuted Oh, maybe Tulsi this. Gabbard. Maybe she's going to get prosecuted as a Russian agent. Maybe they'll put her in jail for I've, being a yeah. representative of a foreign government. I think we're definitely going to see – or we're going to hear a story about a deep fake sometime soon and – Another aspect of this is they've started talking more and more about audio deepfakes, where it's just audio as opposed oh, to video. Oh, I think Byron highlighted that to me when they uncovered the audio of that famous woman, Latina artist, you know, with like the unibrow, her self-portrait as a unibrow. I forget her name. Anyway... She lived 100 years ago or something like oh, that, okay. and they have this they, – they're like, oh, we found this lost audio from, like, the beginning of audio. Oh, and Byron yeah, was like, yeah. mm, really? Really? Yeah. Here's so, audio of The Last Supper. Yes, exactly. That's sad. And a little less. <laughs> so this thing with Tulsi Gabbard, though, is really taking on some gravity. I had people tweeting me that, that it's, like, becoming widespread – what you said that Hillary accused Tulsi Gabbard of being a third party Russian yeah. bot, exactly and, like New Knowledge. And Jill Stein also accused Jill Stein of that. Uh, well, Tulsi Gabbard, though, people were really liking her for taking a bold anti war stance. And I think it's very clever that they use a soldier to do that. But she is a member of the CFR, and I that isn't enough for me to totally write her off, but it's enough for me to not give her the benefit of the doubt. And as this thing gets more and more into PSYOP land, or looking like it has a bigger impact, a bigger, that takes on a kind of um, mainstream drama effect, then I'm going to wonder if it wasn't kind of pre-planned. This story is interesting because almost universally, no one is like on board with Hillary's statement about that. Even the Democrat candidates are not – they're either not commenting on it or they're saying that 
It's ridiculous that she but said that. But it's getting press, and not just in terms of Hillary, but other people. Oh, some I know. people are supporting it. It's getting press, and I think one of the reasons it's getting press is because it's putting the whole idea that Russia did it back into the, the yes. narrative of the talk, connecting it with Ukraine. But I also— Yes, and making the Russian thing a dialectic where it seems a ridiculous accusation, and then someone says, oh, but it's not so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You know, ambiguous, dialectical, partisan. If you really want to convince people that Russia did it, then you want to catch someone in a scandal— I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility that sometime in the next few months, Tulsi Gabbard is implicated. So, like, with in having done something, in wrong. having done something with because everybody's met, met rejecting this so unanimously. Yeah, that yeah, it yeah. seems to me like there could potentially be something, and maybe she's a plant. I, I don't know. But, no, uh, right, but you, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden you see, like, she took a trip to Moscow. Yeah, exactly. And another interesting aspect of the story is the day after she said that, she was cleared in the email probe that was going on. What email probe? I didn't oh, even Hillary? know. Yeah, Hillary Who? was. And so she was cleared of the email probe. So she was in the news for that, and then she was in the news for the Russia thing. So all of this combined together led to people talking about her potentially running again. I don't know if that's going to happen. Because we need another old white person. You're I right. Mean, everybody is 70-something, has been. Yeah. She's a, a better candidate, though, than anybody else they have right now. Hillary? Who's better than her that they have? I don't know. The, the candidates are terrible. Stacey. Well, yeah, Stacey Abrams or Michelle They're Obama. Coming up to November 3rd, my deadline for Stacey Abrams. Yeah. I have to say I'm not as confident as I was. Yeah, I, I think she's going to be the resistance right. leader yes, after the I thing now. I think she's going to lead be, the civil disobedience. Yeah, the 2020, the fair fight 2020. I mean, it's just they're putting stuff into that. But there were a couple of soldier stories, speaking of Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, there's an interesting story about a West Point cadet who went missing on Saturday along with his rifle. Do you have a name on this guy? No, this is that's the interesting part about it is he went missing. Then the West Point Academy put out a press release saying that they only identified him as a class of twenty one member, and that around five thirty he went missing, and his M four rifle also went missing. But then they went on to say that there is no indication that the cadet poses a threat to the public, but he Mm -hmm. may be a danger to himself, and. Then they expanded their search. They they increased. So why even advertise? That's it? that's what I'm curious about. That's why this story stuck out to me because if you're trying, they said their top priority is finding this person and that he might be uh, a threat to himself. How can any of us help find this person if we don't know his name and we don't know what he looks like? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh because I really this seems ominous. Right, and and, and the story's not intended. Well, partially it's intended probably to get us to like put maybe some fear of a soldier walking around with a giant weapon, even though they say he say he didn't have any magazines, he could find magazines somewhere else. But it might also be intended for people who know who he is and they're trying to get the story out there. I don't know, but there's an, an interesting aspect of it that made me not believe the part about him not being a threat to other people. And like they said he's no threat, but what they did is they increased the force protection condition. They have a standard force protection condition that they are like in a state of emergency, and they use these force protection conditions when there's a counter-terrorist threat 
that is targeting military bases and military personnel. A counter-terrorist threat? What is that? No, I mean, there, there's a counter-terrorist act. act oh. I mean, there, it's a terrorist threat against right. a military base okay. and military personnel, mm-hmm. as opposed to DEFCON, which is a threat right. against the c- civilians. So they raised that threat level to where they have military patrol police going around. So they're treating him, if, they, if they're going by the standard— As a threat. As, as a terrorist threat. Well, both mass shootings— and suicide. Suicide is definitely getting highlighted. I mean, I knew it had to a couple of years ago because, or a year or so ago, because they can't continue with these this insane spike in mass shootings, totally uncorrelated with with you know, stuff that's normally correlated. And they put a lot of suicide stuff in the news last week. Remember? Yeah. So it's possible. That that's going to be part of it, but yeah, this is going somewhere. Yeah, I completely agree. We're going to find out something more about this. And at the very end of the article, it says anyone with information is asked to contact the West Point Military Police, and it gives a phone number. But like I said, there is no name. There is no description. The only yeah, I mean, thing we uh, know, how, could, yeah. how, how in the world would a civilian who doesn't know this person right. be able to recognize him? And people would probably call if they saw some like soldier-looking guy walking around with a long gun like – Right, looking for law. I mean, it's, for a, it's of, just a strange story. Probably going to get of, that kid killed. And yeah. uh, if plus, like, if you look at that, Timothy McVeigh wrote a letter to his sister, which the New York Times published amazingly, saying, "Hey, I got tapped for like a like a secret operation against domestic terrorism or something crazy like that." Wow. The Oklahoma City guy who infiltrated. The militia groups, and they said that he like got kicked out of the Navy SEALs, and then went and did this stuff. But he wrote a letter to his sister, like "I'm going to go do this stuff for the Navy SEALs," something like that. I, I mean, that wow. I'm making a little more straightforward, but it's close to that straightforward. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're if they just tap a kid to do a psyop, and then maybe he just disappears. I don't yeah, know, but. I'm interested to see the follow up to the story. Another mili- another uh, military yeah. type story is there was a training exercise in Georgia where three soldiers were killed and three were injured. And an, an interesting Terrible. statistic in that was that four soldiers are killed in training simulations in America to every one that's killed in battle, according to statistics from the Washington Post. I, I would say, A, that that would be something more likely to be happening when you have a kind of First of all, we're not technically at war, yeah. and the and this our ratio of like automated stuff to actual soldiers in danger is much higher than it used to be. And I actually heard in a conversations with history, I think it was John Mearsheim or something. I forget his name, but one of those guys who said people will resist citizens it will be easier to get people to support wars. When you can minimize collateral damage and minimize soldier deaths. So if you can like have surgical strikes with drones, you can basically, you know, he didn't say this, but I'm thinking like take over the world and you're, you're not going to get any more protests. So, so I think that probably combat deaths would be proportionately lower, even in like all out war than has been in the past, but also it just shows to Goya that, like, with the I-85 collapse that was coincided with that training exercise, which was, like, what was it called again? Vigilant Guard. Yes. That when I had that soldier call me and say, oh, we have better things to do than 
train, which is like that's the only thing they should be yeah, doing. Yeah, they, they do that and all this, the time. Yeah, and this and that was in Georgia. This happened, yeah. so this just shows that those training exercises are intense, and they're willing to risk people's lives. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but I'm just saying they do. So when you see stuff like this, which I mean, I, that. That I eighty five collapse definitely seemed suspicious. And yeah, these training exercises with that. are are they're not like Dangerous. lackadaisical baseball yeah. practice. They are like right. real time. Yeah, it's yeah, it's intense. And that's probably how it has to be. Yeah. So, uh, oh, Brexit. They're still struggling with Brexit. I think oh. they're going to try to get it to another vote. October thirty first is the deadline. Halloween. Bojo brought a deal, yes, and they're still, last I saw, EU is waiting on the deal. Uh, EU is, is they didn't say yet whether they'll offer an extension. Uh, Bojo wants to bring his deal to another vote. It's getting down to the wire. The drama is intense. So it's been three years, so I guess it's hard to keep that kind of drama going. Also, in other international news, Netanyahu fails to form a government in Israel. So we shall see what happens there. I so guess what they, happens when they don't have a government? I think the other guy, the other, the person who beat him in the election, or is neck and neck with him in the election, whatever, tied, he maybe tries to form a government. I think that if everybody agrees to form a government with you, then you can do it. Otherwise, the other guy tries to do it. So I assume that's the next step. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta catch up on that one. Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting that that Netanyahu is not gaining altitude, as Jeffrey Pyatt would say. Well, speaking of international news in Britain, on October tenth, Britain's first Chick Fil A, oh, was opened up, and nine days later. We are learning that it will be shut down. What? After its six-month pilot, after backlash, like Popeyes, because they're gay, gay from haters? the LGBTQ community who have been protesting since it opened with but, chants what, but, like "Get the cluck out of Reading." This is Reading, England. But the but Chick Fil A doesn't discriminate. They employ people who are LGBT. They are taking jobs away from people in this community. They're not hurting anybody <laughs> but themselves. And not to mention how much it hurts to not have Chick-fil-A. Exactly. It's delicious. I did know someone in that community who was like deeply conflicted because he was like, I just, I love the shape. You can only fight delicious for so long. <laughs> you can only fight delicious for so long. Is that, did you just coin that, that at this right moment? Right off the top of the dome. That's a, that's a great one. That's That should be... Their new tagline. Yeah, that's the counter protest. That's the counter argument right there. Oh, can I give the Astros a shout out? Absolutely. I literally shed a tear for Altuve when he hit that home run. Because my husband's from Houston. And they were playing the Yankees, but I would be like a Mets fan if I cared at all about sports. But even my mother, who's a Yankees fan, I don't like that team this year. I'm going to root for the Astros. For yeah. you guys. The thing about that's him what is you guys want. He's like five foot six and he hits home runs too. I know, like a, and there was a headline that said, Please stop talking about his height. Well, I mean it's a it's a compliment to how good he's he amazing. is. Amazing. And I just loved it. he's so humble and sweet. I just loved his little they were just like, How'd you do it? And he's like, I first thanks God. Right. Well, you and, know you're making and, me suffer because of the Braves right now. Are you 
You know, just put that out of your mind. All it's right, never going to go out of my mind. <laughs> I'm a Mets fan. I don't. You You're know not I mean? really a Mets. Fan. No, I'm not a Mets fan. But I mean, I have the. I got the Mets brand on my. Yeah. You know, butt cheek when I was born. <laughs> like, there's. That's what I was born. I can't. I mean, <laughs> what can I do? But it's very hard because people do turn and become a Yankees fan. You know, in New yeah, York. I just don't see how that's it's possible. Just, to be like a Fairweather fan. People do that. Uh, I could never be a UGA Bandwagoner, fan. that's what they're called. Bandwagoner. Yeah, I could never be a UGA But the fan. Yankees are very hard not to. They win all the time, so it's easy to. I know. I know. No. Everybody wants to be on the bandwagon. Well, you guys. But can... I was pretty moved by that moment. Yeah, it was such a tense good. game. He's I don't good. see. I don't see the baseball as being fixed at all like i cannot see it but when games are that intense like you could not have scripted a better ending like they tied it up and then in the last you know yeah it was crazy you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m on the prop report.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the propaganda report podcasting we'll talk to y'all tomorrow